Hello and welcome to another exciting, possibly, edition of Interesting Stuff. Today we will be diving into the world of water. So we all know that the first thing that is vital for life is water. Did you know that? Of course you did. Of course you did. When planet Earth first formed, it was dry, like some kind of asteroid, and there was no water or moisture anywhere. So where did it all come from? Did God bring it in his rucksack? Was it aliens? Do we even know at all? Well, over the past 4.6 billion years, there have been many opportunities for water to arrive or to be produced on Earth. For many years, it was believed that all the water that now forms our oceans was brought by ice-bearing comets, as the chemical signature of water in the oceans seemed to match that of all known comets. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? But wait, modern-day studies now refute this. The most recent is an analysis of the comet Hale-Bopp, that's a bit of a silly name, which was found to have much more heavy hydrogen than is found in the water on Earth, thus making it unlikely that all our water came from comets alone. But at least some of it definitely did. Yeah, we just don't know. There are some things that we just don't know. And there are some things that we just don't know that we just don't know as well. Mm -hmm. Follow me? You know, maybe... Maybe somebody just left a tap running somewhere. Maybe that was it. Anyway, something to think about. Oceans are salty, you might have noticed, because the water that fills them up comes from rivers. As this water travels down to the sea, it picks up small amounts of salt from the riverbeds, which it then carries along with it. Once in the ocean, water is removed by evaporation, but the salt, voila, is left behind. Mm, how cool is that? And on to some stats. Did you know that 71% of the Earth's surface is actually covered by water? That's quite a lot, really. It breaks down as 30% is the Pacific Ocean, 20% is the Atlantic Ocean, 14% is the Indian Ocean, 4% the Southern Ocean, 2.8% the Arctic Ocean, and 0.2% lakes and rivers. The rest of the Earth's surface, 29%, is covered by land. And so the water we do have is always in flow. And we call this system the water cycle. The water cycle is the planet's most effective recycling scheme, and no matter what happens to it, water will always find its way back into the oceans so the cycle can continue. So what is it that actually happens? Well, first, the water in the oceans is heated up by the sun. This causes evaporation, a process whereby the ocean's water changes from a liquid into a gas. The gas rises into the sky and... As the air temperature decreases, the higher up you go, the gas cools, condenses, and returns to a liquid, thereby forming clouds, which are unfortunately very common in this part of Scotland. Mm. As these clouds become bigger and heavier, they reach a point at which they can no longer remain in the air. 
and the water they contain must fall as precipitation. Wherever this falls, it will eventually find its way back to rivers, lakes, and oceans. And the whole process begins again. As well as providing us with drinking water, the cycle is vital for maintaining the temperature of the planet. As water evaporates and rises from oceans, it takes heat away from the Earth's surface and regulates the atmosphere of the planet, much in the same way as sweating keeps the body cool. Mm. So our planet is sweating. Mm, that's interesting. And here's something else to think about. Did you know the deepest point in the ocean is the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean, south of Japan. It goes down to a depth of 11 kilometers, or 7 miles, that is. There is room there for the whole of Mount Everest, with even 2 kilometers to spare. Which really begs the question, why would you want to even try to put Mount Everest into the Mariana Trench? But anyway... It's a curious planet we live on, that's for sure. And of course, although the vast majority of the world's water exists in oceans, a whopping 97% rivers and lakes, although holding only less than 1% of our water, are still important to our way of life. For many years, rivers provided a source of energy and together with lakes have provided much of our drinking water. They have also been important for traveling and transporting materials, especially in areas where the land does not offer a viable alternative. Yep, the waterways of the past were in fact the roads of the world. And in case you're trying to figure it out, there is a small percentage of water that's actually held in glaciers, ice caps, and as underground water as well. Our lakes, they form where there is a natural depression in the landscape where the water collects. You might have noticed. Be weird if it was somewhere else, I suppose. And rivers, rivers form when due to the landscape, the water from lakes, springs, and small tributaries finds a common route down to the sea. Another river or another lake. And a few facts about the world's rivers. The longest rivers in the world are, number one, the Nile, which is 4,135 miles. Number two is the Amazon, which is 3,980 miles. Number three is the Changjing, that's in China, that's 3,917 miles. And number four is the Mississippi, Missouri which is 3,870 miles. It's a long way to go from one end to the other of those rivers, that's for sure. But some people have done it. Quite amazing to realize that. Maybe you could do it too. Oh well, who knows? The future, well, that's up to you. And finally, the world's largest lakes. Do you know what they are? Pause to think for a second. Do you know? Maybe, maybe not. Number one is Michigan in the United States. That's 45,460 square miles. Number two is Lake Superior, which is uh, on the border of USA and Canada. In fact, I think Michigan is on the border with Canada as well. Mm, have to fact check myself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Superior between Canada and the USA is 31,738 square miles big. <laughs> and in third place, we've got Lake Victoria, 
which is uh, between Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania, out in Africa, and that's 26,828 square miles across. And somebody has measured all of them as well. Isn't it fascinating what scientists do? And so now you know as much as me. In fact, you probably actually know more than me because my brain is quite small. But putting that to one side, what is true is that we live on a water-based planet. In fact, we need to. Without it, we would die. And that would be bad. Can you imagine? No more us. No more interesting stuff either then. Wow. Anyway, I hope this was interesting, at least a little bit, maybe, for you. And as always, I will add a few questions under the video to check your comprehension, knowledge, understanding, and memory. And if there's something else that you would like me to focus on or look at, drop me a line and um, I'll try to include it. That's it for today. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a wonderful time. Take care. Speak to you soon. Have a good one.